0: Hi guys hey this is Sally uh, welcome once again to coffee mates and Winers. yes I've been gone for a while um, sorry to say I had to have some um, I had to give help to some family members having surgery and I myself I am recovering from a second total knee replacement well praise God all is well and I now have a matching pair of fake knees but They look real, although with a closer look, one will see they are not real. Kind of something like today's times, a little bit unreal. So, my today, I was thinking about a couple things that someone suggested to me. They told me to read the book of Nehemiah, It, it was very good. Um, I tried to put it in a nutshell for you, so that's what we're going to talk about. So, turn off the fake news and Get a load of God's good news. Yes, God's good news. The Word of God. Hopefully if you've listened to some of my other podcasts and uh, I reiterate the Word, how important it is. John 1.1 In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. So we know, we know now as we speak the Word, we move the power of that Word and the word is God Himself. All Scripture is divine, inspired, an inspiration of God. Um, it's for our use, our protection, our life. Um, speak it for, as as it is. Speak it as though it is. All power is in the tongue. Ephesians six: Put on the armor of God. In Ephesians 6, you will read and it'll describe the complete armor of God. I'm going to talk about the Word. Um, Ephesians 6 says the Word is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So, it's alive, it's active. Hebrews 4.12, this is important. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart nothing in all creation is hidden from God his sight uh, from God's sight everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account so to sum that up It's powerful. It can divide the soul and the spirit. It can penetrate your whole entity. It can judge the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Nothing is hidden from God's sight. Everything is laid bare. All of what's going on, good and bad, he knows. He is aware of all the things that concern us, that we pray for. Oh my goodness it's good news we have the freedom to read and search out god's word and its divine power so i was told to read the book of nehemiah what i found was a strong comparison to today's time nehemiah was born under nebuchadnezzar into slavery and had been exiled as ne- uh, nebuchadnezzar did he exiled the Jew- jews from jerusalem Uh, Nehemiah now had a position. Um, He was a slave under direct authority of King Artaxerxes of Persia, which we know is Iran. Of course, those names are hard to say. But one of Nehemiah's brothers, uh, Hanani, he went with other men. He went to Jerusalem to check out how the, the people that were left there were doing and to see the condition. And Nehemiah questioned, he questioned his brother, about the condition of Jerusalem and the remnant of the the survivors. News was, as the Bible states, those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. As we see, Jerusalem is now in disgrace. It's in trouble. It has no walls. It has become and remained vulnerable and in trouble. Sound familiar? A city without walls is open for attack and considered insignificant, even in those days. And Nehemiah wanted nothing more to restore the, the city and to restore the people's dignity. So he had a heart, a heart for the people. And his, his mission was to go and restore their dignity, restore the town. He employed God to his mercies. He prayed for forgiveness, not only of their sins, but he also prayed to God and repented of his sins and the sins of his fathers. And he mourned for days and he fasted and he prayed. Remember in our prayers, for them to be moved, we must be prepared to confess our sins, all of our own sins, the ones that we know all that we that haunt us, the ones that we know even though we are forgiven. But those are the sins that are forefront. There are so many sins that we have in our lives because we all fall short. We all sin. Um, there are unknown sins. Maybe when you were in the car and you got angry at someone, pulling in front of you. So repent, repent of your sins known and unknown, and remain faithful. As Nehemiah did, he prayed, as we should for our nation and for the good nations of the world, for God's people are scattered throughout the world. We are one nation globally connected without borders, and we are at a time without borders and without dignity. The rest of the world no longer fears us so nehemiah wanted to do just that he wanted to restore not only jerusalem itself but the people um, 2 chronicles seven 14. i'm sure you've heard this i'll say it again if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear them from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. So we have to look within. We all sin and fall short of the glory that God has waiting for us. We have to repent so we can operate in God's power and speak his word. Seek him first. Remember that. Prayer involves risk, however. We cannot be sure, and we don't know how God will respond, uh, we cannot even guess his timing. We have to believe that God will supply us with boldness and power for that time. Do not fear. We must trust God. God can do bigger than any anticipated risk. So Nehemiah continued in prayer. He continued to move God with prayer and humble him. he humbled himself. He prayed. He fasted. He was still a slave however with little autonomy to even go to Jerusalem and travel and with God's help Nehemiah was able to persuade the king of Persia to aid him in the mission of restoration of Israel. The the king provided guards to travel with him to protect him and gave him permission to even gather timber from the king's forest. This was a huge answer to prayer however here we know the officials of the kingdom, there were always those, the devil's advocate, who wanted to um, disrupt his plans. They they were irate. They were always trying to sabotage his mission. And so Nehemiah was careful. And what he did is what often happens in the Bible. He went when no one was looking in the middle of the night, just as God did with getting the Moses, his people, from the the clause of Pharaoh. He parted the Red Sea at night. But Nehemiah felt that he could do this, go in at night, and have a full assessment of what was going on and what was truly needed for his people. And he did this. Um, he uh, led the command to rebuild the city. He kept account of all the names and evidence of all the all of the contributions that men and women alike were able to do. It was an act of inter- de- interdependence. That's right. Um, that's who we are. We, we are interdependent, especially as the body of Christ. We learn to love each other, to help each other, to comfort and to move as one body for Christ. Getting back to the officials, they um, once the land was underway in the city was becoming alive again and the, the walls were being built. The officials continued to lord over, over the, the city and the taxation was great, it was exorbitant. The Jewish people were were exhausted and the only thing they had for collateral with the taxation were their mortgages and their children and so nehemiah was a constant advocate for his people trying to avoid sabotage the jews were families enlisted for the cause sharing talents and efforts many gates were uh made they were entries um, um points for the city and they had many names they were jehovah gate water gate fountain gate east gate the bible goes on and on there are so many so finally with all their efforts king appointed Nehemiah the king of Judah a governor um, he was ruler of this now new Jerusalem he was given allotment of the king's wealth and they were able able to recover after 150 years of ruin Jerusalem was now rebuilt get this in 52 days Well, um, some archaeologists suggest the city was not built as it was prior. It wasn't quite as large, but all the Jews were able to go back. The exiles, the king was gracious. They were able to live among their own people. The wall was complete. Nehemiah also appointed his brother Hanani commander of the city because he felt he was a great man of authority an integrity and as the Bible states his brother feared God more than most men so we knew he could be trusted so he did put him in command under him um, the Jews put their heart into rebuilding this this city they've gained their freedom from captivity which is what we need we need to always remember not to be captive to the thoughts of this world to, but but to renew your mind as I've said before and the Bible says it. We now are living in such great times that we we have to discern and be careful of what is right and what is wrong, and know what God's word says is right. And even though the world world says and suggests that this or that should be our our um, what we think we should do, and we know better. Just remember, don't let them take captive of what you have learned and what the Bible says. The Jews were no longer threatened or harassed by their enemies and their neighboring. Um, count, counterparts, the cities that were were um, able to infiltrate them and harm them are no longer able to do that, and they've seen the power of God and they've become very fearful, which is a good thing. The land has been restored. Um, the exiles returned. There was a priest named Ezra. I love that name, Ezra, and he stood on. A pedestal sort of like when Christ was at the mountaintop and he stood on the pedestal to read the laws and he read the laws to the people and the people were so astounded they stood up and they lifted their hands and responded amen amen which we know that means it is done and they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground how exciting Nehemiah 8:10 Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The people they celebrated, they went away and collected food and drink and celebrated with great joy. The day will come for us. we can do that and celebrate with great joy. God has not forgotten us. God desires us to rise up and to rise up from complacency. So don't allow leadership to break our covenant with Almighty God. Be faithful, pray, repent, and celebrate beforehand. Remember, blow those trumpets because it's going to happen. Be bold and be brave. Acts 2.17, in the last days, which I'm no scholar, mind you, I'm learning as I read, but I really think we're in the last days, which is not equivalent to the end times. But it's close. Uh, but we are in the last days, God says, according to Acts two seventeen. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. I've had some dreams. I've had a vision of the Almighty hand of God from his elbow down. It was kind of, it was vivid, but it was quick, and it was a vision of His hand sweeping across all of South Asia whatever that means I don't know but he does say he will pour out his spirit on all people that means good people non-believers maybe Isis who knows would it be not the most fantastic thing that all those corrupt minds of Isis and those figures that are now tormenting Afghanistan that they will see God that they will see Jesus and they will turn their hearts there are good afghans now good christians there that are still under threat of their own lives we need to plead for god to to protect them and pray for them habakkuk 1:5 look among the nations and see wonder and be astounded for i am doing a work in your days that what you would not believe if told I did mention this once before. I'm going to say it again. Whoa, I love this. Habakkuk 1.5. Look among the nations and see, wonder and be astounded. For I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. We can look forward to put his word into action. So wait and pray. Speak it as though it is. Um. God will do a great thing. We know that the victory is ours, that um, I've read the book, we've read the end of the story, and we have victory. We win. So don't forget to celebrate and eat some cake. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord.